Welcome to Lesbians Who Write with Claire Lydon and T.B. Markinson. Conversations about writing and lesbian fiction. Join us as we draw back the curtain on the writer's life. Hello and welcome to episode 83 of Lesbians Who Write. This week we're talking about saying no. Joining me, Claire Lydon, is my co-host who never says no, T.B. Markinson. Hello, T.B. How are you today? Fuck off. No. (laughs) All right, we got the first F word out of the way. Well done. Within a minute. Now you told me to fuck off and said no. Well done. How's your week been? Oh, gosh. Um, This week literally has been hell. All caps. Like, there's there's no, you know, blunting it. This week has been fucking hell. Um, I'm prepping the the setup, my London novella, for publication. It's been sent to the art team. I'm getting positive reviews, so that's always good. I'm uploading it to KDP this weekend. And so when this episode goes live on Monday, it should be on Amazon if there are no issues. But who knows? You know, Amazon works in mysterious ways. We don't know. They do. But um, I... I am finding it funny from the ARC readers who are reading it and and who listen to our podcast because this story is about an American who moves to London and meets a charming British woman. And some of them are thinking some of our conversations are kind of like the podcast. I actually included, um, do you remember when I was, I was just tickled pink over the Scottish pronunciation of murder in Shetland? Murder. Yep. So I had that little bit in the book and everyone, and the people who like listen to the podcast said they were just laughing out loud, <laughs> loud because I included it. But it's gold, man. It's gold. I'm here all day with my gold, my British gold. So I'm prepping um, the setup. Also, Daphne is back. Um, so I'm going over the editor's comments and working on uh, another draft, which I'm going to have to write sex. I'm not looking forward to that chapter. I think I have a title for Daphne, but I'm not going to announce it yet. You tease. So, Can I just ask, what are you doing with London Novella? Is that just going to be for sale as normal, for sale and for and for rent on Kindle Unlimited? Is that, it's not a freebie, basically. That's what I'm asking. No, no. The the setup actually it will be for sale. Um, it's a forty k. I'm not going to sell it for much since it is a novella. Like I'm not expecting a lot from it, but it, this is what uh, my brain can handle when I started writing again after my illness. So. I'm surprised by the ARC reviews because the ARC readers are really liking it, so that's always positive. Good. But um, it's different. It's a bit different. So, yeah, but I'm not expecting, like, a a chart burner out of it. I mean, novellas don't usually sell very well. No, they don't. That is the uh, general consensus. But, you know, they do all right, and it's always a good thing to add um, stuff to your backlist, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think you're thinking of um, Tropical Heat, which is that short story in the summer the summer box set and that is going to be my freebie right after, after I, was. I get the rights back yes i was so yeah. you've just got too many books tb you just keep firing them I off know. left right and center <laughs> I, how am i meant to keep up with this shit <laughs> so uh while working on dagny i'm also working on a, a piece of uh a short piece of nonfiction. it's a new project i'm launching in 2021 where i'll be crafting three to five k for each month and january is just around the corner so that is um being edited and worked on so i'm prepping for that and then in surprise news i had two pieces of surprise news this week that i was not expecting when i made my work schedule for the week the first was i got the audio files for one golden summer that was supposed to arrive in october but 
our narrator is fantastic and got it to us early, so I am trying to get through two to four chapters a day on that. And uh, I think we all know how much I love listening to um, my words read back to me. Does any author like it? I mean, our, our narrator is doing a great job. She's she's knocking it out of the park. But it's just one of those things where you're just like, I imagine maybe like actors also feel that way when they have to go watch their acting. It's kind of jarring. I think that reading back and proofing your own work when you've, you know, just made it, you've magged it out of your own brain and you've read it back and then proofed it. By that time, you've read it like quite a few times and you're bored of it. Well, not bored of it, but you just want it to go away. You don't, you don't want to read these same words anymore. You're like, it's a bit of a, it's just like that finishing energy is difficult. And then sort of two or three months later, <laughs> it comes back to you and you have to listen to it all over again. So I think it brings back up all those feelings, even though quite often, like I have listened to my books after the, after the fact, when I didn't have to. I think when it's not work, I, I enjoy it more. So Yeah, it's just, and it doesn't help that it just happened to arrive on a really busy week, but I was looking at my schedule and I'm like, I can't really slide it off because it's not going to work with the other week. So, um, but the other unexpected thing that happened to me this week is I got an email from our uh, lesbian to write pod, uh, website provider, and they're making a drastic change this October. So I have to prep the site for the migration. Oh no! <laughs> there are about three steps involved, and yesterday I spent an hour with tech support tackling just the first step. First step done, and I'll, it'll probably take another couple hours to get through the next two steps to get all our ducks in a row. So um, it really was the last thing I needed on Monday afternoon, the last email I wanted. And it was right after I got an email this weekend from my um, my internet, my personal internet provider in um, my flat here. And they're like, oh, we just, we just did an uh, upgrade, but we're noticing that you're gonna have to hook up everything again. And I was like, so I have to hook up all my TVs, all my laptops, all the phones in the house, all the Kindles and everything because you guys hit a button over the weekend and didn't do it right. Thanks. <laughs> so I've had it with technology. So if you can't tell, my I'm in a fucking bad mood. <laughs> if anyone wants to ask me a favor this week, tough nookies. No, don't ask. No favors. No. Tough, tough nookies? What's a tough nookie? Nookies. Um, I don't know. Is that just an American thing? I think it must be an American thing. I like it's it though. It's something we used to say when we were like five or six years old. Like, oh. It's going way back. There you it's going go. Back to the eighties, but I think in the UK we'd say tough titties. I'm not sure how I feel about that one because <laughs> I like titties, so <laughs> that would be confusing for me. Anyway, so that's my week in a nutshell. How are you? Well, I think actually, do you know what? You know, sometimes uh, we seem to have very similarish weeks. I have also been battling with technology this week. I've had one technology win and one technology fail. But, you know, I figure a bit like your Monday, you have to have these days, don't you? Every now and again, it's just part of life. And I remember when I used to work in an office, I used to think, well, you know, I'm not getting much work done today, but hey, I still get a paycheck at the end of the end of the um, week or the month. and. And this, this shit happens. But when it happens to you and you work for yourself, you're like, God damn it, I've got shit to do. <laughs> uh, but anyway. Yeah, we don't have that buffer. No. What happened for me this week was that uh, um, it was a printer issue to be. <laughs> you know, my printer's been behaving so well, right? But then we had a new router fitted. And obviously a new router, because our, our, our old one went kaput. We had to have a new one, got a new pin number, new Wi-Fi. 
code. So then my printer was like, well, I can't see anything. I'm not online. I'm not online. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not likely to be. And I was like, and I was trying all these different things. And in the end, they just said, have you got a cable? Because you you're going to need a cable, like, you know, all the internet. But this took like two hours to get to this stage. And I was like, God damn it. So I had to go out to the, to the computer shop, <laughs> purchase a cable for five pounds <laughs> on my wireless printer, plugged it in. Uh, so, but it took like half a day to get to that stage. So, yeah. Did every technology company this weekend be like, you know what? <laughs> People don't have enough fucking shit to deal with right now. Let's just redo everything. And I think the other thing uh, is that uh, Dropbox sent me a thing. I've got a Dropbox account. I pay a yearly fee. They sent me a thing saying, hey, do you want to sync your desktop so that everything you do on your desktop and everything is just constantly blacked, backed up in real time? And I was like, ooh, that sounds okay. Because, you know, I'm terrible at backing up on a regular basis. I do it like maybe once every four months. And I always think, oh, shit, I should get some sort of system. So I did. So I've connected it all. So everything I do now on my desktop is automatically backed up to my Dropbox account. So that's good in a way, but I think it went through every single one of my softwares and reset them all. So every time I go into a new software now, <laughs> it doesn't work as I expected it to. I got that email too and I accidentally deleted it and maybe I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, the good thing is, you know, that it does back up. Um, so that is, you know, it's something that you do have to think about, isn't it? Because, you know, computers die. Things go wrong. The world's an imperfect place. Computers do die, and that's one of my tasks. I have to back up the um, lesbian to right website completely. Okay. You should connect it so. to a, a Dropbox account, you know. <laughs> anyway, what else have I been doing today, this week? Well, I've been, I had a little bit more physio for my shoulder and arm, ongoing uh, issues, but hopefully we're getting there. But the good news, good work news, um, I sent my London Romance Book 7 off to the editor. So that is done. Um, it was due on Monday, so I sent it a week early. Go me. Well, so it wasn't due this past Monday, it says upcoming Monday. Upcoming. Um, and obviously, oh. I, did, I did get a six-week extension, so, <laughs> so it was late, you know overall however it was a week early and she did and my editor sent me back a panicked email going it wasn't due till next monday right and i was like yeah yeah no i just want to get off my plate of just coming to you she's like okay i can't look at it till next monday that's fine no problem so there's that um yeah so and i finished my first draft of my christmas novel so that's great everything bar the epilogue which i just decided to leave until i've read through the second draft so i did that i finished it on friday when I was in Whitstable, came back, had two days off, uh, and then I decided to um, have two, two days away from it just to get shit done that I needed to do. My July and August accounts, uh, the printer thing, uh, sending books, doing some box set promo. Oh, I launched a box set as well, so I did some promo for that. Doing the audio promo for Before You Say I Do. I did an interview for a blog. All this shit takes time, doesn't it? So that was two days of admin -y stuff. And getting my printer to work but now I'm full blown back onto Christmas draft two and I'm aiming to do 10,000 words a day and knock it out by the end of the month so I'm six and a half thousand words down today so I've got to do another three and a half when we get off this call are you eating sugar cookies and um, drinking mulled wine I am not I'm not eating sugar at the moment so uh, <laughs> and I'm not drinking so neither of those things are available to me no sugar at all no the sweetest thing I'm putting in my mouth is a blueberry. I really didn't need to know that. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bit too much. So I can't have anything sugary, sugary Christmassy. Uh, so, I, but I'm, 
I should I should play a Christmas tune, shouldn't I? I haven't done that yet. I'm not doing it. But I am feeling very Christmassy when I'm writing it because it's snowing. It just keeps snowing because that's what happens at Christmas all the time, right? Oh, I thought you meant I got confused. I was like, what? <laughs> no, it's not snowing. So, uh, but I'm 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 excited because I'm like on chapter seven and I love this book. I absolutely love it. Huh? So I'm sure I'm going to hate it. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to hate it by the end of the second edit. But I remember feeling like this when I read the first draft back. I was like, shit me, man. This is a great great book. I would read this. You should just keep writing Christmas books. I should. (laughs) All year round. Ho, ho, ho. 12 months of Christmas. (laughs) So that's been my work week. So quite a lot lot done, really. Uh, You know, getting all, all little bits and bobs that have been on my list. And if I go along, like I've got my blackboard of stuff. I've got six things on it this month. And I think I'm going to get everything ticked off. And I don't think I've done that this year. I don't think ever in a month I've ticked off everything on my blackboard. So that's going to be exciting. And I get to go to a birthday drinks on Saturday night as a well done you. So um, Are you just drinking like green juice because you're not allowed alcohol or (laughs) sugar? (laughs) No, that's just in the week. That's the weekend. Oh, 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 on weekends it's it's all bets off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my my friend was meant to be going out for his birthday, but because uh, our the UK has been put on more lockdown restrictions, so uh, we're not on a lockdown totally, but we've got more restrictions. So um, we're not allowed to meet in groups of more than six. There won't be more than six, but we're just going to have a drink. So that'll be nice. Yeah, I was surprised because like earlier this summer, like your um, prime minister was encouraging you to go to restaurants and was actually subsidising it, and then all of a sudden he's like, stop going. Don't get me started, TB. He's an absolute fuckwit who has ballsed up the whole thing. Don't get me started, right? Um, and, you know, he's like constantly, don't go to work, go to work. Go to work or you lose your job. Don't go to work, everyone. Go out and eat. Go out and drink. We're shutting the pubs and you can't go out. What are you doing? Yeah, anyway, don't get me started. Let's go on to comments. Well, first I have a comment from me to you. A few weeks back, I gave you uh, quite a bit of shit about not being able to find the free chart on Amazon. And I was on my phone the other day, and I was looking at the charts because um, I was checking Heart of Ice, and I was like, I wonder how easy it is. I'm going to show Claire. I wonder how easy it is to find the free chart. I can't find it on my fucking phone. (laughs) Is it only on desktop? I think it is only on desktop. And even then, I couldn't find it. Because I've just never looked. If you don't know it's there, you don't see it. So, well, there so is... I was like, oh, I really should apologize to her because I literally was like, where? No, no, no. I could not find it on my phone. You did make me laugh because uh, TB did actually message me and said, oh my God, I'm so sorry. You should call me out. I'm like, it doesn't really matter. It's okay. But thank you. No, thank... I, like, I, like, I like to correct when I'm wrong. Okay. I do it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm constantly admitting I was wrong. So let's get on to the comments from the listeners. First, we have... Nylanth, who commented on Podbean on episode 80, saying solid gold content, so thank you very much. So we have a comment from Pirette, who is listening to us while working out, and Pirette says, if you're not listening to these ladies, you're missing out. So thank you very much for the very kind uh, comment. We had a comment from, oh, I had an email from Kathy, and I thought you would like to hear this, because uh, she was one of the ARC readers for the setup, and she was saying that... um, with listening to our podcast each week, she she has realized that we have a beautiful friendship. Isn't that nice? That is beautiful. 
she says our cultural differences make us stronger together. So that's nice because we give each other shit all the time. Like when I said that you are an idiot because you can't find the free chart and then I proved that it's very hard to find it. It's, does Amazon just hate free books? Is that why they make it like impossible to find? I don't know. But anywho, so we had uh, a comment from Sheila who just finished episode 81. Sheila swears listening to our banter is a real pick me up. So thank you very much. And we had a comment from Mira. Kara says it's a bit off topic. But you said that people wouldn't know Bob the Builder outside of... Was it just the UK? I thought it was the UK, yeah. See, when you said that, because Mira says that, you know, people outside of the UK do know Bob the Builder. And when you said that, I was kind of like, I'm pretty sure I know it. But then I didn't want to call you out on it. But I'm glad Mira did, because I was like, I think that's a a thing. Mm. People know Bob the Builder. There you go. I didn't realize. But Mira, I saw that comment from Mira. She had like a whole host of things that people call it in all different countries. And I and I loved them. And I want to challenge TB to read them out. <laughs> okay. Up versus finish. It's uh, a... <laughs> Puha Pete. <laughs> Next is Swedish. By Gar Bob. <laughs> German is Bob der Bobmaster. <laughs> I have absolutely no idea. I have I, no idea. But, but I enjoyed that, and I'm sure the listeners did too. You've been waiting the whole recording to put me on the spot with that one, haven't you? All right, so that's comments on my end. Do you have any on your end? I do. I've got two. Uh, Mandy says she listens to the podcast every week and she loves it. We're both brilliant, she says. And Mandy told me that on an email, but she wanted me to point it out to you as well, TB, to tell you that you're brilliant too. And I'm doing it under duress. But Mandy asked me to, so I feel like I must. Does she want to take that comment back after listening to my Finnish, Swedish, and German? (laughs) Maybe she might. Mandy, let us know. Uh, And Liz says she's learned a lot from the podcast. She's going to review more books because of it, and she wants to thank us for doing it. So thank you for listening, Liz, and for taking that action. So let's get on to today's topic, which is saying no. Now. Sounds uh, like it's the perfect week for us to record this one. (laughs) (laughs) But we've been just shouting it into a void all this week. No, why would this happen to me? No, I'm not saying saying no or shouting no at your technology or your printer, which is meant to be online, but you're offline, fuck you. Um, Saying no is a skill that I'm still perfecting, but it is one I've managed to hone a lot more this year through necessity, but also through experience. I've been asked to do a few virtual panels this year, and I would normally do at least half of them, uh, but I've they've clashed with family birthdays or planned time off, so I said no to them all. And in years gone by, I would have said yes and rearranged, but I don't do that now because time off is important, especially this year. Plus, time is your most valuable asset and one you will never get back. So you must think wisely before giving up. Saying no is not a bad thing. You can do it, especially if you give your reasons for it. Uh, and no one should expect anything of you. No one's no one's got the right to expect anything of you. If you want to do something, fine. But think about the reasons you want to do it first. Now, I can give you some examples, but um, have you got anything else you'd like to say by way of introduction? Yes, actually prepared. Saying no or the opposite of being a people pleaser. I mean, it's something that we society shapes us to be society kind of expects us to be people pleasers especially women or marginalized people in order to gain acceptance so it becomes a habit and survival technique that we learned as children and we carry it on into adulthood so it is it also can be part of peer pressure like like you were saying um 
you were asked to be on uh, virtual panels, but you wanted to be with your family for important matters, it can be a little bit of peer pressure. I'm not saying that the people who asked you, I'm just using that as an example. Yeah. yeah. But you, you try not to, you don't want to hurt people's feelings or you don't want to be the wet blanket of the group and try to fit better into the group. So it's one of those things that we internalize from a very young age. And since it is internalized from a very young age, it's a very hard habit to break. I like that. That was like deep and profound. That was like sort of coming from an academic standpoint, whereas I would never do that. And that is the difference. <laughs> this is why we're great at this, right? I'm like there just doing chipper, chipper journalistic overview and you go into the how it, how you've learned it in your childhood. God, we're like, we're like gold. Do you know that, the pair of us together? We're <laughs> gilded. You must scratch the surface and it's not very gold. <laughs> Oh, lovely. Poetic as well, TV. You're on fire today. What's the next step in the conversation? What, what do you want to hit next? Shall I give you a couple of examples and why I why I said no to them? I've got, I've got a few things to say other than that, but I've got like how you decide to say no, how to say no, and the benefits of saying no. Which one would you like me to do first? I also have a what you should say no to, but go, go, you go first and I'll see if I agree with you. Probably not, but you know, let's see. We could, we could agree on this. <laughs> do you want me to give you my examples first or just the general? Sure. Okay. So this year, let's take it for instance. Okay. So I had two things I was sad not to be able to attend this year. One was the South Coast Lesbic Hangout. I wanted to go and do that in person. Um, this is a, a lesbian author event in um, the south of England. I wanted to go and do that in person, but then COVID hit and then it was put online and it clashed with my dad's birthday weekend and um, we were having a family get together. So I didn't, I said, no, I can't do it. That was the right decision. Um, I also was asked to do a panel at Frankfurt Book Fair, again, an online one. And I was asked to do it with some, you know, what I would consider quite big name authors, but it was during my holiday time in October. So I said no, because I'm not changing my holiday around for it. And I was sad to say no. I was also asked to do another panel, but I was super busy that week. So I said no, I put my career first. And I know that, you know, going on these other panels would would maybe open up other opportunities, but you've got to weigh up where you are in that moment. And it was a last minute um, request. Sometimes you can get opportunities from things, right? Even when you don't expect it. So for instance, I was asked to talk at Amazon um, a few years ago and I, I prepared and I uh, went along and did the talk. Only five or six people turned up and I thought, well, this is a bust, but the woman who does PR for Amazon Kindle was there. And so um, I did get some stuff from that and I'm on their sort of list now. And I get invited to parties and things like that. So, and I was, she's got me on a list and I was got into the the Times the newspaper the Times off the back of it so that was that was a great thing to do but I have prepared for events fretted over them they're an emotional drain on your energy um, they also take up a lot of times if you're going to go along and do an hour chat it's going to take you at least a day to prepare you have to get there um, it might cost you money uh, you might have to put yourself up in a hotel. All these things generally don't get paid for, plus your time. I don't really do workplace events anymore. I've done them over the last few years, done about three or four of them. The amount of people showing up has dwindled. So if anyone asked me to do those again now, I would say no, but I have done three or four of them. I was also asked to do a panel next year at a big event. They offered to pay my travel expenses, but they're charging punters hundreds of pounds to get in. So I asked them if I'd be paid for my time and they said no. 
So I told them no. Because as I said at the beginning, your time is worth money and you'll never get that time back. And if they're planning to charge people, they should pay the people who are gonna be the stars of the event. Um, I'm not saying I'm gonna be the star of the event, but you know, these people are paying money to come and see the panels. So all this Can time- you define punter? Punter, event attendee, customer. Punter, not a word that you normally use. No. No. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've, I've heard it. I've heard it in uh, TV shows and in uh, British books, but I've never actually been able to grasp the desti- um, definition of it. I always thought it was more negative. All right. No, not no, not necessarily negative. I was like, well, that's kind of rude to the people. <laughs> <laughs> so just attendees is like a punter or someone who goes to like a football match. Yeah, you wouldn't really use it in conjunction with sports generally, but yeah, just people who go to just. Just book things. Events. Yeah, no, yeah. just a book. <laughs> Completely book centric. <laughs> but I do think that if they're paying, if they're charging people to go in, they they should pay you. That's just like that's how things work. Um, so I said no because actually no, I'm not going to be. I'm going to be involved in that. You, but you have to weigh up all the time you spend getting there, preparing, mental energy, all that. You have to weigh up which events are worth it for you. For me, the ones that serve our community directly definitely are, like the South Coast Lesbian Hangout, like the Frankfurt Book Fair was an LGBTQ panel. That would have been great to do, but you also have to think, does it work for me? Does it fit into my schedule? Because my work is important. And you've got to keep remembering that. It's really hard to remember that at the beginning. And I was always very excited. I'm still excited to be asked. I really am. Uh, And I was very excited to be asked when I first started. And I've always done at least sort of three or four uh, events most years. And it's quite ironic this year um, that I've said no to all of them when they would have been a lot easier to get to because they've all been online. <laughs> but, and this year when I haven't really had very many events or sort of personal events to go to, but every single one of them has clashed with something that I already planned. And so I'm not willing to change things I've already planned. Uh, I think you need to remember that. You are worth something and your time is worth something. Like, I, I agree with you. You do have to weigh up, especially like missing your dad's birthday. I mean, that would be something down the road you might really regret but there are there are going to be more book events that you can actually talk on and everything but there's there are certain moments in life that do have to take precedence and i i believe um friends family loved ones should go first i will say though you know that there is not just events like this week as i said i did an online interview with for a uh, a new lesbian literary journal sort of blog site and that took a couple of hours because they, they asked me 11 questions and they were quite detailed questions. And I said to them when they asked me about a month ago, I can do it, but I'll only do it after I've got the first draft of my Christmas book out. So again, I did it on my schedule. I'm happy to give up a couple of hours to do that, but I did it on my schedule. So I didn't say no. I just said I can do it when I can do it. The other thing I will say I've said no to this year was myself and my self-imposed deadlines because I, <laughs> I've decided I, w- I wouldn't... Uh, <laughs> Damn me, I wouldn't uh, release London Book 7 this year. Um, so you can say no to yourself as well. <laughs> say no, that's bad planning, Claire. Yeah, we're so good at planning. Yeah. <laughs> we never have to like put off episodes we planned or anything. We're so good at it. I mean, you know, I think the person I say no to most is me. <laughs> that says a lot about your character. <laughs> <laughs> should, we, should we go into a bit of like how to say no? Go on, tell me how to say no. So I think one of the fears people have when they, um, especially if you're a people pleaser, 
you fear that you're going to be viewed as a, like an asshole or someone who's not a team player. So, but you have to. Uh, what I've changed because oddly enough, this year is also the year I've started saying no a lot more. I don't know. I think COVID broke us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't ask me anything this year. I'll just say no. <laughs> <laughs> I started doing it slowly. I started putting more um, lines in the sand and saying no. Like, and one of the re- one of the ways I'm able to do that is I've stopped responding to emails, requests, or suggestions right away, especially if they. You know, especially if they come in written form. It's much harder in person, but it's COVID time, so I haven't really been around other people, so I can do this. So I don't respond right away, and I think about it and think, is this something I want to do? Is it something that's helpful? Is it actionable? Or is this something that is none of those things, and I don't want to do it? So I think about it and decide. I take off the boxes, and then I'll respond. Um, one of the things I've started saying no to was in the um, iHeart Lesbic newsletter. Um, I organized the big sales, but for a while I was including in the weekly if someone had a book on sale, and I would include that. But it was just yet another layer I had to go through, another loop, uh, another hoop I had to jump through, and so I just started saying no, I'm not doing that anymore. I even said no to you when you asked me to put the book in, and I was like, no, I don't do that anymore. I know, and I thought, what a cunt. No, in in actual fact, I was impressed when you said no to me. Seriously, because yeah, I think you should. I don't think you should have been doing that. Yeah, I I really realized where I want to dedicate my time with certain things, and the other things what I was doing just to please others, but it was adding more stress for me. So um, yeah, I've started saying no to that. So what I suggest is when you're doing like we talk about like is this like a hard no, a soft no? If it is a hard no, if you're responding. You, you really don't have to say a lot. You can just say, no, thank you, or no, I actually don't, I don't have time to join this project. My opinion is, when you're saying no, don't give a lot of explanation, because that gives the other person a chance to peel away at your no. We're like, well, we can work around this, we can do it at a different time. Just say no. I guess it, it, it does just depend uh, on what you're saying no to. If it's something that you would have liked to do, but you can't do it now, just say I can't do that now, but if you have any other opportunities coming up in the future, I'd love to be considered. So that's all you have to say. If it's something that you would like to do, but it just doesn't fit with your schedule. But yeah, I agree with you. Just ask yourself, do you want to do it? Do you really want to do it? And I often think, what's your gut saying? What does your gut say? Like as soon as you get that, are you excited about it? Or are you thinking, oh God, that's really going to stress me out. And some things are good to come out of your comfort zone for, but some sometimes if it's not going to progress you personally and if it's not going to it's not going to really move the needle that much you do have to think about these things when you're running a business you can't just say yes to everything oh you'll you'll drown and i think one of the reasons a lot of people say no especially in, in the writing business is they want to be seen as perfectionists and that is a danger <laughs> don't try to be perfect don't try to please everybody because you're going to hurt yourself and you're going to hurt your loved ones and i just think as well if you're so much of a people please that you don't just want to say a straight no, you could suggest someone else who might be good for it. You know, that might be an alternative um, if, if that would make you feel better. But alternatively, do just say no. It's hard the first time, but once you get the hang of it, then you just can't stop. <laughs> it's like Pringles. Well, I don't, I don't suggest going to the other extreme and just saying no to everything because, <laughs> I mean, this is a job. <laughs> No, as I said, I would have liked to have said yes to a couple of things this year. But what are the benefits to saying no? Well, you stop feeling like a doormat. 
you are putting yourself and your career first. You are making more time to be productive both in work and in personal life because you really do need that downtime to replenish your brain to work. Um, am I, what am I missing? Um, I think it gives you confidence in yourself um, and in your decisions and it, it puts you back in control of your life. That's a really key one because you know, you're in control of this journey. Don't forget that and don't feel like you have to do anything. There's no have or should about this. If you don't say a hard yes straight away, think about, do you really want to do it? And while you're doing that thing that you didn't really want to do in the first place, you might get another opportunity on the other somewhere else. And so if you're not wasting your emotional energy, second guessing yourself, and it's not, it's not on your plate, maybe you'll be open to other things that come along. Just remember that anything you're offered, it's not going to be the last time you're offered it. Well... If you're offered to buy a lottery ticket that was actually the winning ticket and then you say no, that might be, but that's an extreme. <laughs> yeah, always say yes to lottery tickets. <laughs> what, what I ask myself now, because um, it is something I've been working on this year, I ask myself, is this something I have to do? Because there are certain things you have to do in this career, like write a book. <laughs> I have to do that. Um, is this something I want to do? Or is this something I'm doing out of a sense of obligation and it doesn't have to be done and it's something I don't want to do? If it's the latter, say no. Otherwise, you're going to really, it's just going to build resentment. Yeah. The other podcast I do is the Lesbian Book Club and that involves interviewing other lesbian fiction authors. Now, if I, um, it's very rare actually that someone has said no when I've asked them. But I always, always uh, understand and appreciate that they haven't got the time. You know, I'm absolutely fine with people saying no. Uh, so, you know, but I think I've only had it once that someone has said no. I was quite surprised, but I was like, okay, fair enough. You don't have the time. That's fine. They just said I don't have the time. So it, it doesn't make me think less of them. And similarly, no one's going to think less of you. And actually, probably they're going to be think, oh, okay, well, I'm glad that they told me they couldn't do it. But, you know, maybe, maybe sometime down the line, they'll have something else that they would think you'll be good for. Absolutely. People like to know where they stand. So, I mean, I've had a few people who have had to back out of some things with um, I Heart Lesbian because of COVID and the stress of working from home with kids now. And that's totally understandable. I was fine with that. Like, I mean, we're all struggling to meet <laughs> all the things that are tugging at us every day. So, but I appreciated the person telling me with, you know, saying, I'm sorry, I know this is due tomorrow. I can't do it. I understood. I don't need a long explanation, really. What we're saying in summary is is don't be afraid to say no, um, and just think about is is this something that you that you, you're going to enjoy doing? And if it's not, think about saying no. Was I supposed to say no when you asked me to pronounce all the words in different languages? <laughs> I wouldn't have accepted that no. <laughs> that would have, if you had said no in all the different languages, that'd have been good. Nine is German. I don't know the Swedish or the Finnish, so. I'm going to go... I'm going to go with no? No. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, <laughs> on, that, on that linguistically challenged note, um, do let us know if this has been helpful and if you um, are a proponent of saying no or if it's something that you think you should slide into your arsenal of... Um, slide into your arsenal of something? <laughs> if I heard slide into your ass. <laughs> If it's something that you should include in your life, uh, because I think it's always, always good to have it. I'm going to shut up now. Uh, do let us know. Head on over to lesbianswhowrite.com and leave us a comment um, on the episode. Or you can email us, lesbianswhowrite at 
gmail.com or Facebook us, tweet us, Instagram me and stop back next week for more chipper writing chat when we're going to be discussing success stories that have come from this very podcast. It's going to be great. Woohoo! All right. In the meantime, um, take care. Have a great week. Keep writing. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to Lesbians Who Write. Listen in every week for more conversations on writing and lesbian fiction. And you can make sure you never miss an episode by signing up to our newsletter at lesbianswhowrite.com. Also, if you could take a moment to leave a review wherever you listen to this podcast, it would help more people to discover us. Thanks so much and see you next time. Bye.